Welcome to episode 128 of the Sports Marketing Huddle, a podcast that looks at all things marketing in the world of sports. Alongside Brian Cristiano, I'm Rob Cressy. Today's topic, Twitter's featured tweets and custom profiles. But first, like we do every episode, we're going to give you a fact about me of the day so you can get to know a little bit more about us. Brian, what's your fact about me of the day? I was on Twitter super early on, like 2008, 2009, I can't remember, but pretty early on, and I was super active on it, like super active, like was building up a following, talking to people all over the place, and I had somebody that uh, I hired on the business development side that said, that's a waste of your time, social media, you shouldn't be on there, you're just wasting your time, blah, 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 and I listened to her, big mistake. I mean, well, now in the long run, Twitter, who cares? But in the short term, over the next five years, had I continued at that cadence? I don't know, man. I don't know. For me, my fact about me today, I am currently reading Tim Ferriss's book, mm. Tools of Titans. It's a good one. Which, by the way, Brian, totally opens up a new door for delivering value. You know what that book is? His show notes. It's all of his, his show notes from uh, all the interviews he does, yeah. Which makes me think about the sports marketing huddle and the way that you can do something. He essentially wrote a book one day at a time just being like, here's my show notes. Pick out the best stuff. Do the book stuff that you need to do. I mean, brilliant. Brilliant. That's what Tim Ferriss is great at is understanding – how to maximize everything that you're doing. So he knew before he started that podcast what his end goal was. It was to write a book. He knew it. Uh, and so he just positioned and created everything around it so that the podcast was awesome, but that it would also translate to a book later. He knew what he was doing, man. He maximizes. Yes, maximizing. So speaking on the other side Minimalist. of things, yeah, we're going to talk about Twitter's featured tweets and custom profiles. And this is via an article on Digiday. Uh, and this is a product that is still in testing. So brands like Starbucks, Citibank, Hotels.com, and Hyatt are curating custom profiles on Twitter, which breaks down their streams into three distinct sections rather than just a chronological order of their tweets. So the first section features most recent posts. The second section contains a gallery of images, and the third feat is featured tweets that the brands can use to highlight their best or most relevant posts. Uh, the featured tweets are a good way for brands to surface relevant information up top or show users a few pretty pictures, but also make it more useful for users. Uh, the problem, Brian, is users aren't going to brand Twitter pages and then unless they're looking for something specific like customer service or FAQs, and this feature tab is supposed to make it easier for the user. Here's a problem that I have. Does this mean that Twitter is just becoming a customer service platform for brands? Because at one point we were saying Facebook and Twitter neck and neck or in the same ball game and if we're just saying this is a customer service pro uh platform for brands this is just completely different leagues oh well i just honestly the only response i really have is who cares like it's such a waste of time and energy i'm sorry and maybe i'm wrong and i almost hope they prove me wrong but seriously, let's fast forward and let's let's mark this date on the calendar, January 10th, 2017. And in six months from now, let's see what the reaction was to this stuff, if it's even still around. I just, man, I love Dorsey. I love Jack Dorsey. I think he's a brilliant dude, but come on, man. What the, 
F has Twitter done that has any sort of impact that you're like, oh, that that's a good move. It's just like, wow. So Twitter's only saving grace is the fact that it's real-time communication with people back and forth. So it works for sports because you're commenting on the play that just happened. And you can search that hashtag and find other people who are commenting on it. That's its only saving grace. So instead of trying to figure out how do we leverage up on that and make that experience better... They're like, hey, let's make basically a profile page kind of like you would have on Facebook and let you tab over. Nobody's going to a brand's like page on Twitter. You're just going there for the live conversation. So uh, putting R&D and energy and time, taking away from that is just dumb to me. There's no, there's no reason to go to a brand's page. I mean, if that's what they want to solve, where they say, all right, guys, now there's just an endless stream of something that's going to provide value for you from a brand's perspective. But I completely agree with you. One quote that they said, while current user behavior means traffic to profiles is minimal, this changes. This may change as more brands adopt this approach. It could significantly reduce the resources required for manual customer service on the platform. Snooze. And then I would say to them, well, is nobody paying attention to what's going on with bots? Yep. Because I would much rather be in the bot game than I would be the Twitter customer service game. Well, uh, just snooze. Snooze. Wake me up when it's over. Wake me up when Twitter stock is zero or somebody buys the damn thing. At this point, it's it's honestly, honestly, at this point, I've, I've you know, I've been a, re, a, a bit pretty bearish on Twitter over the last year. You know, I have. I've been vocal about it. But now at this point, I'm like, just wake me up when it's over. Who's going to buy it? Who's going to buy it? Or are they just letting it go to zero? Because there's no other way out. If this is where, like, if this is where energy is being spent, I have no faith left in what's happening with that company. Zero. Like, at this point, it's almost like they are um, taking their own poison pill, going to drive their stock down to nothing, like, get a, like shorten their own stock or something. I just don't understand. I really just, dude, I can't wrap my head around it because... If you listen to the last podcast that we just did about talking about seeing where the trends are going, they literally say in their own press release, well, no one's really going to the profile pages, but this might change that. So you're you're intentionally bucking the trends and creating something that no one wants and no one cares about and it's not creating a better experience for the things they do want. Congratulations. See ya when Twitter is called Facebook. Facebook Live Convo. I don't know. Like what's ha- what happened? Who buys Twitter? That should be the podcast. Who buys Twitter? Who's buying it? So that's, I'm not, I'm that's not buying. The, I'm not. That's selling. the OTR that I wanted to do next with you, and we won't discuss this now. What if Snapchat bought Twitter? That's something that they won't do it. I know. I, no, I know. But I'm just saying, like, if we're just going to get in this conversation right now, no, that's, I want to. I want to save that oh. for its, its its own one. Because we will. Thing, we will. But I, I'll tell you right now, Snapchat won't won't buy Twitter because it's so it's so devalued in comparison to what Snapchat has as upside. Of course, I I as a sports guy, I enjoy Twitter. But the problem is, we've you just listed all the reasons why we're so frustrated with it. Yeah. We won't go down that. But the thing is, I watched the national championship game. I enjoyed it. It can be a stream of entertainment, but that that doesn't show the things that they're not moving forward. And I don't want to repeat ourselves. So, Brian, we're going to get to the takeaway here. I'll let you start with the takeaway. It's so simple. Just look at what's working. What customers, consumers, whatever 
what they actually want and what they're what they're enjoying and what they're doing and try to make that better improve it right apple if you look at this from the perspective like let's take it out of out of the twitter example for a second here and think about it from apple when when jobs was around he didn't look at it as Oh, you know, let's let's try to add another feature that people aren't using. He went the other route. He was like, let's simplify this. Let's get rid of the buttons on phones. Let's make it one button. Let's make it very simple. Let's let let it let us find what do people like about our phone and let's spend time, energy, R&D and money and investment in making that part of the experience better. Same thing with Facebook. Zuckerberg has made it very clear that his number one goal is user experience. So, that's why you haven't seen, I mean, they test stuff all the time that doesn't work out. Of course, you got to test. But at this point, it's just like you, you, you have to find what's working. And if you're Twitter, for the, perfect, for the exact example, it's people use it as a live conversation platform about stuff that's happening right now. How do you make that better or how do you add more value there? That would potentially give Twitter leverage. Instead, they're spending money on stuff nobody cares and wants about. So for me, I'm going to go to another quote, and I don't remember who said this. Don't sell the unsellable. Right now, Twitter's trying to sell going to pl- two profile pages. That's, that ain't happening. So, all right, guys, time for our action item, and we want to hear from you. What are your thoughts on Twitter, point blank? Tweet Do you us. Still, yeah, t- tweet us, because that's <laughs> how you communicate with us. But we want to hear your thoughts. Do you like Twitter still? What could they be doing better? 